Welcome to the Simply Wild podcast, where we come back to the wild within us. I'm your host, Sadie Jane. Guys, it's been two weeks. Where have I been? Where did I go? What is going on? If you're watching this on YouTube, I haven't even washed my hair yet since I've been home, you guys. I got home last night on Red Eye from Hawaii. I was in the two-week, I think I probably should do a whole podcast on it, a very powerful two-week intense teacher training with this elder who is so profoundly incredible. I've been learning from her on and off for a while now. And this was my first time really being in person working with her. And it was so profound. Um, A lot around facilitating medicine journeys, which I've been doing for a handful of years now, but I'm just taking it to the next level. And also around the Akashic Record, opening, reading, feeling into that, being sacred, respecting that, and also around sound, sound therapy, sound healing, sound creation, all the things. And within all of that, uh, we did a lot of medicines because as a facilitator, right, we get to um, navigate and explore those those paths. And she is actually um, an incredible Bufo facilitator, and I've never been called to Bufo before. And I know now why I never was called because when I think something's going to benefit me or, um, you know, help make me either evolve or a better person or help my role in this humanitarian life, I'm like, let's go, let's do it. I just 100% will go hundred miles an hour towards whatever it is that's calling me. So I think that if I would have been curious about Bufo or learned, learned about it sooner, I would have done it. And I'm so glad I didn't because it is easily the most intense things, the most intense thing I've ever done. Even more intense than my grandmother, ayahuasca ceremonies. And it was also the most beautiful thing I've ever done. Most blissful, powerful, 10 minutes that felt like forever because time doesn't exist there. And I know that if I hadn't been with the right facilitator, it would have been awful, like awful. So I just did that last week. I'm still integrating deeply. And we were we worked with other medicines as well. And um, yeah, I feel really excited about, you know, diving more into that world, obviously. And it's a huge piece of, it's not my entire business, but it's a big piece of it because I just feel like it's another really beautiful tool to help people step into themselves, help people heal, help people awaken and celebrate to their power. But man, this girl is tired. It was intense. And then, you know, spending December with my family in Kauai was just so beautiful. So she's, she's a soft girly today obviously no makeup on still haven't showered. I have showered. I did bathe. I just haven't washed my hair. It's coming. It's happening. We're still in the progress. Another reason for the non-hair wash since I've been here is we're still in the progress of the bathroom remodel. So we have one shower downstairs, upstairs. Jeff is still working on the bathroom, but he got the tub in. This is also a little update, I guess, of my life since it's been two weeks, but Jeff got the tub in and I took an incredible bath up there. And then I just fell asleep and I've just been running errands nonstop all day because I leave actually in the morning to take my team to California. I rented a B 
beach house there and we are planning 2024 together all weekend. It's a beach retreat or a work retreat. And it was previously planned before I said yes to this facilitator training. So it just, it, it's been a wild 2024 so far, the most beautiful, most beautiful way to start 2024 and perfect segue. I have the pleasure of having a birthday around the beginning of the year on January 3rd to be specific. And it's just, you know, I used to hate that day. I used to hate my birthday because let me tell you why. So you have, first of all, my anniversary is December 20th, which I did to, I did it to myself. I realized that I did it to myself, but also I didn't want to wait till spring because you know, I wanted to have sex with Jeff. And so we just had a winter wedding. It was fine. It was great. And then we have Christmas, right? So you celebrate that then Christmas and then you have New Year's and you know, your kids are home from school for two weeks. Guess what day they go home? They go back to school. Guess what day they go back to school? Normally, typically, at least for my kids, January 3rd, always. It's always like the day that people get back into life and it's my birthday. So it just is like, I'm not going to say it gets forgotten a lot because that feels really victim-y, but it definitely was like, oh man, let's push through more celebration to finish the celebration, which also kind of came for me too. I was just like, man, I just, I just need to push through to celebrate, but I have changed the narrative and I, and I'm, I'm realizing this, this is not one of my tips on the podcast, but I, I think this is important to say, if you want to not feel bad for yourself on your birthday, or even if you just want to have a beautiful birthday, girlfriend, humans of the world, just do something for yourself. Just plan it yourself. I know it's probably not super prophetic for many of you there, but I, I don't even, it's not even that I want someone to celebrate me because it actually feels really uncomfortable for me. I don't want people to feel obligated. I don't want people to ask about it. But what I do want to do is be able to celebrate myself. And so I've kind of just taken the reins. So like last year, I was like really low key about it. And then I went and got a massage. I had lunch by myself, which actually was so great. And then I invited everybody to dance with me that, that night. And then I, of course, I have friends that are so great that put together dinners or whatever. But it's kind of nice to just be like, well, what do I want? How do I want to take the reins of this? Anyway, so this year I was actually going to go to Tulum to see Rufus. I thought it'd be so fun. Sometimes the year before that, I have to tell you all the things that have been really profound for me on times I've celebrated for my birthday. It just feels right right now. Um, another time I like spent a like three days alone in a hotel. And that actually was so beautiful because it was just alone time. And I went to yoga and I was just it was beautiful. And then of course, outside of that, you know, go to dinner with friends or whatever on your birthday, but on the exact day, it just usually feels a little tricky. Like what do you do? And it seems like so massive, but then you don't want to make it feel massive because you don't want people to feel like they have to celebrate you. And yet I realized that my stickiness with my birthday was just that my, myself, my soul wanted to celebrate itself. And so that's what I began to do. And I started this a few years ago. So Rufus came about. I love Rufus to Soul. It's a, they're an incredible Australian band and I actually got to hang with them at Burning Man a little bit. Anyway, I wanted to see him in Tulum. And then I was like, well, I got invited to do this facilitator training. 
And I was like, oh, another training. Do I want to do this? But I've been wanting to work with Alma Sophia Rose in person for a really long time. In fact, the last two years, her, well, mostly the last year, like her and I have been like, when can I come out? When can you, you know, make, make time? And all of her other retreats just didn't work out because they didn't align with, you know, I had a retreat usually at the same time. So it just happened to work where I was semi-free and I just chose to say yes to a really expansive time. So actually the retreat started on the second and went for two weeks, which I've, I've never done. I've never been away from my kids. I went to Scotland last year for two weeks with Jeff. That was the first time I'd been away with my, from my kids for two weeks. And then I obviously have never done a retreat in person for that long, that amount of time. This is not about that actually, but I just wanted to touch on what I decided to do on my birthday because this spe specific podcast is all about turning 36. And I wrote down a list of 36 things I've learned. <laughs> and I've kind of been like thinking about it and then putting one down and thinking about it and putting one down. And they're just, they're kind of like sporadic. I haven't really thought about them much. I just like went and read back one time. So who knows what's going to come out from these notes, but they're from my heart. They're things that I, that mean a lot to me. And of course there's a million other things that I've learned and there's also so much I don't know. Um, but this year feels really profound. 36 on January 3rd, that numerologically is a big deal. And, um, I love that I was born on a third on the day of like one, two, three number three, the third day of the year of the, of the month, the third day of the month, because it just feels special to me. I don't know. Three has always been a really special number and 36 feels really special, not just because of the number, but I'm like getting up there in the numbers. And yet I feel this new sense of wonder and ease and playfulness and I feel a lot, a lot like a baby. Like I actually feel really young. Um, and I feel more embodied and more myself than ever before. And it just feels like it just keeps getting better. Like every year I get older, it just keeps getting better. And I just keep getting hotter and everything just becomes easier in a way. Like I understand different dynamics and I understand that things can be, you know, full spectrum of, of hard and soft and sad and happy. And so I feel like, and I, and I think this is actually the vibe of 2024 in general is that people like we, we are feeling a little bit of an exhale, not because necessarily things will get easier, but I feel like people are much more embodied like the last four years have just, or three years have just like thrown us for a loop. And after those years, what it has also been doing is it's been really forcing us to really get embodied. So if you've been on that path with me, congratulations. And here we are embodied more than ever. And that is such a gift. I just feel like it's been such a gift. So with no, with, without any further ado in my no makeup, non-washed hair, jet lag, flying in the ethers for the last two weeks self as I ground into my 36th year just for long enough to then fly away to California tomorrow. I am here to present to you my 36 things that I have learned in my years 
in my 36 years of life. Okay. So we're going to start with number one. I don't remember where I heard this, but it really, it really rang true to me. It's, it's this concept that, you know, we always talk about like, what's the, or at least me, I'm always looking for like, what's the lowest frequency or what's the highest frequency in accordance to literally anything. Um, specifically we talk about being, or I've heard many times where gratitude and love are like the highest frequency emotions, right? But that's actually not true to me. And here's why, because the highest frequency of motion the highest frequency of being is authenticity. The highest frequency of being is authenticity. And you know what comes from authenticity? You know what comes from being purely yourself, from being completely authentic? What comes from that is gratitude and love. So, oh yes, although yes, gratitude and love are the highest frequency, I would suggest that if you find your authenticity first, if you really look and work on your own authenticity first, the most authentic, pure, sacred, sovereign gratitude and love will come from that. And even just feeling into authenticity and what that means for me. And when I have strived and really tried to clarify my authentic self, it just feels like I love myself more. It feels like I'm grateful for myself more because I'm able to look at the shadows of myself and the light of myself and really the whole spectrum of who I am. And that coming from that place it's not like I'm forcing myself to be grateful or I'm forcing myself to love something I don't love. It's like I get to see all angles of something because it's authentically me. The highest frequency is authenticity. And if we can strive to do that, I could do a whole podcast. I actually think I could do literally a whole podcast on every single one of these. So I'm going to try to go fast, but authenticity, it's a powerful thing once you find it. Okay. Number two, no one is thinking, I'm going to actually re read this one. No one is thinking the thing you think they are thinking about you. No one, I'm going to read it again. No one is thinking the thing you think they are thinking about you. Stop making it up. Worry is a prayer for something you don't want. I have spent so many years worried about things that people are thinking or saying or doing or reflecting on me that aren't true. And to be truthfully transparent it wasn't even because I had an interaction with that person. It was just because I was afraid they didn't like me. Does that make sense? Does this happen to anybody else? So I will have, I, I connect, I rub shoulders with a lot of people, not just because of my business, but because I'm in a lot of different circles and communities. And I'm always, I used to, I used to be really worried about what, what I said. And like, if it was, um, received clearly, or if somebody was still following me, or if what I was posting online was, was, um, you know, making people comfortable, or if they thought it was cool, or if they thought it was cringe or whatever. And because of that, because of that worry, then it like perpetrated even more of this like assumption that, oh, if they do stop following me, they must not like me or, oh, I'm not on their close friends. Like things that are so bizarre that genuinely I don't have time to worry about 
but I would find myself getting into these little spirals. And it's only if I like start scrolling on social media and I like remember this connection I had with this, with this person. And then I'll be like, oh, I haven't connected with them for a while. And then I'll be like, wait, why haven't I connected with them for a while? Like it's interesting how the spiral begins. And I, this, there's a little caveat to this because if you're living in integrity and you're not a shit talker, and you live in like a really high vibrational place there, you shouldn't have to worry about this. So that's what I'm saying that number two is no one is actually thinking the thing you think they're thinking about you. And like, if I actually was to embody that earlier in my life before my 36th year of living, I would have so much more time to read a book or dance or sing. Like I took way too much time of my life away from doing that. And it could be my what is it in my design? I mean, I'm a really open in human design. So it could be that I'm just like feeling like the urges or like, I'm just like maybe a little bit more paranoid because of a different sign that's in a different planet or whatever it is. And whoever you are and whatever your design is, I hope that you can really understand that nobody cares. No one's thinking of you. So stop making it up, including myself. And worry, worry is a prayer for something you don't want. That's it. Okay. Three, number three, you are God. And yes, I mean that literally you are God and everything around you is God. We are the full embodiment of God goddess, whether you like to generalize it and we can say, God, you are goddess too. And the, the sooner you realize that the sooner your connection to your divine will become more clear, the sooner that you will realize the potential that you have, the sooner that you will get out of your shame cycle, the sooner that you will be able to have reverence for yourself just as deep as you have reverence for your divine creator, whoever that is and whatever that looks like. You are literally that embodied. And we have such a beautiful opportunity to reflect that, uh, what is for the highest. And this came really, I actually wrote this one before my Bufo experience. And then, you know, they call Bufo the God molecule. And I don't know what I was expecting to see in my experience, but, um, it was really profound because it was everything. And I, I did a lot of releasing through crying, like genuine weeping, but it wasn't because I was feeling, well, there, maybe there was a little grief there, but mostly it was, I was like, I was like weeping tears of happiness because everything I felt inside myself was good. Now, of course, that doesn't mean we don't have our shadows and our ego, but it was so powerful to see that even every emotion we have is good. Every emotion we have is of God. Everything that has come in this space, in this life is so full of light. And the darkness comes in when we, when we abuse the light or when we aren't fully in our integrity, right? Never forget you are a goddess. Amen. Number four, these three vitamins, please have them in your life always. Amen. Vitamin D, vitamin C, and magnesium. That's it. Use them every single day. There's a million more, but I'm going to keep it there. Number five, 
morning sunlight exposure will change your life. Okay. Just do it. I don't want to go into the science of all these. There's 36 of them. Okay. If you have more questions, maybe I'll do a whole scientific thing on the study of light and why you need it and why it's been demonized and why you actually should be looking at the sun for some time and actually why sunscreen's toxic and all this stuff. Just morning sunlight will change your life. Try it. Okay. At least 10 minutes. Amen. Let's see. Where are we at? Number six, you have everything within you. Some of these are going to be cheesy, but they're important. If you would stop looking outside of yourself, you would find all the answers within. You just have to remember them. And there's some people that come into our lives to help us remember, right? And if we're open for that, then they can teach us and then they can help us connect to our deepest, most powerful self, our soul. Our soul is embodied in this human ball of flesh, yes, and it is also an extension. It's out in anywhere, in the ethers, in multiple lives, in quantum realms, however you want to say it. You have everything within you. Amen. Number seven, embracing your sexuality will heal this world. That's all I want to say about that. Number eight, the only reason you desire something is because you've already achieved it. In some lifetime, in some space, there's no reason, there is no reason other than the fact that you desire something because you know you can actually actualize it. You know that it can become true. That is why you desire something because somewhere down the line on a, in a different timeline, in a different reality, you have told yourself or you have desired this because you know what it feels like to already have it. Okay. So if you can re realize that, then the doubt doesn't have to be there. In fact, it's such a quantum leap in manifestation realizing, oh wait, because I desire that, I, I, I have it somewhere in a different timeline. I have it somewhere. You can literally bend time. If you realize that somewhere down the line, you've already, you've already actualized it. Trust that. It not, not only does it bend time, but it also helps you trust yourself in this process. Trust that. Number nine, touch yourself often. Goes along a little bit with number seven. Your human flesh is the biggest organ on your body. It wants to be felt and loved. It does not want to be ignored. It wants to be seen in the mirror. It wants your hands, your DNA, your beautiful fingers to caress it, to feel it, to sense it, and not just your flesh on your chest or your arms or your legs, your sexual flesh, your vulva tissue, your pelvis, your pelvic floor, specifically your breast tissue, specifically, and your vulva. That flesh is the same flesh as the arms that you lotion every day. It wants to be witnessed and seen. And the more, the more touch you give that flesh, the more blood flow that goes to it, the more your muscles can relax and your psoas, that uh, muscle, that hip section in your pelvis and your hips and that pelvic floor, the floor, the four layers of muscle in that pelvic floor hold so much trauma. It is literally the center point for holding trauma. And then all the other muscles 
constrict and contract from the muscles from your pelvic floor. If you can just touch yourself more, everything can relax. Your throat will open more. You'll be able to speak your more, your truth easier. You'll have a lot more um, health in your pelvic area. And you'll also be so much more happy. Like who isn't happy with, with touching themselves, with self-pleasure? Hello? Number 10, connect to your ancestors, especially the painful parts. That was like, er, we're on a different road now. Sorry about that. I could have made these maybe a little more cohesive so it wasn't so like touch yourself and self-pleasure and then connect to your ancestors. Uh, but that's how we're rolling here because I know for me, there were parts of my history that I felt like I didn't want to connect with because I didn't resonate with it anymore. But what happens when we do that is that we're not accepting of other people's stories, especially our ancestors. And if we can't do that, then how are we going to have the support of them? Because I genuinely believe our ancestors are our spirit guides. They're, our, they're, they're literally helping us, cheering us on. And if we can't connect to the most sincere, special parts of ourselves, can, if we can't connect from our generations, then we're cutting off so much support. We're cutting off so much uh, connection, even to with Akashic Records, which is just the the knowing, the all-knowing of past, present, and future, right? And I don't, I mean this also, not just ancestors, but family, connecting with family, with boundaries, with love, with healing. And I don't mean, you know, be complacent. I don't mean you have to believe everything they believe, but I promise you, once you get to the point in your journey where you can show love and compassion and gratitude for the pieces of your parents, for the pieces of your grandparents, for the pieces of your ancestors that you don't love, that you're bitter about, if you can make amends, I can't even tell you the, the, the weights that will be removed from you, the space that will be brought into your tissues, the inspiration that will begin to flow because you're holding on to so much. And by holding on to so much, you're actually holding on to the cords of those people. So connect to them in a, in a powerful way. Look at them with a graceful eye. See their inner child. And just notice how much more powerful you become in the essence of who you are. Number 11, stop keeping your medicine from the world. Stop it. You have a special, unique medicine. And it's really special and it's really important. And somebody out there is just waiting, begging, praying, for someone like you to come along and say, hey, guess what? You're not alone. I've been there. You're not alone. I know how to get you out of that rut. Let me help you. And it's not for me to do. It's not for another person to do or like this, another spiritual leader or another fitness instructor. It's for you to do. We are meant to walk this earth together, helping each other in our uniqueness, but it's not going to help. It's not going to, you're not, you can't do it if you don't show up. Show, so show up for yourself first, find the medicine for yourself first, and then see what that, where that takes you. Number 12, take photos of yourself. Like so many photos, take them often. Even if you don't feel the skinniest or the prettiest, whatever it is. I, this last week, the last two weeks when I'm in Hawaii, I'm a different person. I am definitely like a hippie avatar of myself. 
I totally shape shift face versus like, or based off of where I go or living or what I'm experiencing or whatever it is. So I, I looked like this a lot of the time, except I had like my wavy hair and it was a mess and I had no makeup on. And I just had like lots of different colorful layers. And a lot of the pictures I took in the moment, I was like, wow, I, I'm not, this is not the best look. But now looking back as I'm integrating and start to like compile photos to post and stuff, I'm like, so I'm so grateful I had those photos. And you wait a year from now, even, and you look back a year from now and you look at those photos, you'd be so happy you had them. So take them. It doesn't matter if people think it's cheesy. Take the selfie, girl. You will never have this exact day. Number 13, be kind to your food. Okay. Be kind to your food. I don't care. Well, actually, I, I, I'm going to give you another suggestion about food. This is number 14, but whatever it is that you're eating, once you have said, yes, I'm going to eat that, will you please just allow yourself to eat it? Will you please just for one second, give it gratitude? Okay. Pray over your food, however you wish. But for me, I always place my hands right on top of it. And I like shoot rainbow heart, light, love, beams from my hands because my, our hands are an extension of our heart. Right. So I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Food. Thank you. Food. It's so much more profound than being like, uh, I guess I'll just eat this quinoa salad. Cause I'm supposed to be healthy or oh, I'm feeling so bad that I ate the Snickers, right? Like, yes, queen, be kind to your food. And this goes on to number 14, which is eat from the earth. I know it's annoying. I know we all want to eat Chick-fil-A every day. I get it. But the times that I am super clean with my diet, with the way that I eat, I feel so good. And I'm just, you know, frankly, not going to feel bad for that anymore because I know it's triggering and it's diet culture. I get it, especially with my eating disorders in the past, my body dysmorphia. But the more that I really focus on eating a full carbs, proteins, fats from really nutritious food from the earth. And I know it's a privilege. And I think that every day that I get to have access to foods like this, and the more that I eat that way, the healthier I feel. So eat, eat, eat from the earth as much as you can. However, don't you dare. And I am looking at you I am talking to you, whoever you are listening to this. Don't you dare give up your Reese's, Reese's trees, your Reese's eggs, your Reese's hearts, the, the Reese's that are shaped into the tradition, like the, the different holidays. Like, please don't ever give those up because we, we deserve to also live. And I know that sugar is the most addictive substance in the earth and it's worse than heroin. And I know that holidays and the candy and manipulating us and ruining our teeth, but also guess what? Even with all the knowledge and all the money I've put into reconstructing my teeth and how much I believe in eating clean, I will never stop enjoying some of the things that I enjoy in my life. And that includes a Reese's tree. So I'm telling that too. 15, the 3D rocks the 3D earth is so dope. It is so dope. 
And if you are searching for something to numb it, if you are searching for to be at a different place, if you are searching to be in the 5D all the time or using plant medicine in that way, I just want to remind you that we are meant to be here. We are meant to be on earth in these incredible cosmic meat suits. We are meant to feel all the shit and to feel the ecstasy and to feel the pain and to figure it out. We are meant to argue and we're meant to cherish and we're meant to love. We're meant to feel it all. What a gift. It is It is a blink in time for our existence. Please do not take it lightly. Please savor this 3D experience because before we know it, it'll be done. That brings me to my next one, which is 16. The point in all this is to be human. The point in all of this is to be human. This is something that's really important that I share because in the spiritual space specifically and in the plant medicine space, it can be really easy to forget, to forget that the mess is is why we're here, to forget that being human and living in a beautiful home and living in the city and going to Costco and and all those different things. Now, I'm not saying that I don't wish for a commune every once in a while in the jungle. I can live off the grid, right? I mean, I would love, but also I love, I love putting on makeup and getting dressed and getting dressed up and going to dinner. And I also love being in the jungle for a couple of weeks. I love the, I love the variety that comes with the human experience. I love it. I love weeping deeply. I love laughing. I love loving. I love it all. And I am really grateful that I'm finally at this place in my life because maybe at age 33 or age 27, especially during my Saturn return, I was like uh, addicted to healing, addicted to finding what was wrong, addicted. I'm so beyond that now. I feel so much more grounded in the space that well, one, you can heal with pleasure, And two, that everything is exactly how it's meant to be. So just chill, wake up and take your kids to school and argue with them and love them back and drink your teas and figure out where your next paychecks are going to come from, but do it from a place that you know you're going to love because it just goes so fast. 17, it's not about you, which actually kind of ties into number one which is, is that number one? Let me see. No, number two, which was the, no one's thinking about you. It's not about you. Stop making it everything about you. Stop looking inward about every single thing and becoming the victim. And when I say you, everybody, I realize it's becoming kind of aggressive. I also mean me. I don't know why I chose that to say all of these in that kind of person, (laughs) But just know we're in this together. (laughs) It's not about me either. It's not about me. At the end of the day, when I'm like, oh no, this person's thinking about me, or oh no, I I I didn't do this right enough, or oh no, like why is my life so hard? In the past, when I've done that, none of that even matters. And if you are making it about you, or if I'm making it about me, the fastest way to move through that is through service. And service is one of the best ways to get into Christ consciousness which is the beautiful example that Christ gave us when he was on this earth, which is just being so compassionate, so loving, so serviceable. It's not about you. 18. Triggers are our teachers. 
They are our teachers. So let them come, please. Do not shy away from them. You got to let yourself see that shit, especially if it triggers you. What you see in others is in you. That's why it triggers you. Okay. They are different, but, but this is a huge caveat here and I'm not going to go into it too long, but I think it's important to say triggers are different than projections. Triggers are different than projections. And the more you, you are clear about your triggers, the more you are aware of them, the more you see, okay, how could this be in me? Where is this in me? The more you can decipher between the two. Because sometimes you're in a situation where you can feel that that's just a projection. It feels different in your body. Both are going to irritate you, but in a different ways. Okay. You are, or you're the only reason you're the only person who can like really figure out what that means. But triggers, the main p- point in number 18 is triggers are our teachers. And then also, the more you look at them, dude, would just watch how you transform as a human because that is true shadow work to be like, man, that really annoys me. Okay, wait, where is that in me? And then you can really get really crystal clear about that energy. 19, always, I mean, literally every day, clear your vessel, clear your body, remove the energies that came when you were in Costco or when you were out and about wherever you were, clear your space, use your tools, use your Kapal or your herbs or your meditations to clear energies. Literally every day, you guys clear your vessels before you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, shield yourself. I have a shielding meditation. All of these that I'm telling you, I have some kind of teaching on somewhere. We'll get into them some other time, but these are just like the little dips. It will save you a lot of time and effort and pain if you just remember that you have sovereignty and you don't have to carry energies that maybe you were attached onto you somewhere in your life. Yes. So clear your vessel and shield your vessel. And along that number 20, always clear your home every night before you go to bed, make sure your home's clear. And it can be a simple meditation, calling upon your angels, clearing all negative energies from the day, clear your home. Your home is an extension of you. It is an exact replica of the temple within yourself. Yes. So allow yourself to be expressive with your home. Allow yourself to have an open door, allow people to come in in and out. But then at the end of the day, allow it to really zip up, bring it your own. And you could do that with crystals, putting crystals on the four corners of your house or four corners of the doors or um, the corners of the room, clear your home. There's just no reason why you should have more anxiety in your home than like maybe already will come out with having kids, right? Like anything that I can do to help me have more peace at home, you know, I'm going to do. Okay. 21, your womb has the answers, has always had the answers and will always have the answers. That's why they demonized our wombs and our bleeds. Your womb has the answers. Start listening to her. 22, don't be afraid of your moon blood. Don't do it. Don't be afraid of it. In fact, maybe start exploring it. Maybe you start feeling it. Maybe you start looking at it. Maybe you start offering it to the plants and the trees outside. Maybe you start rubbing some on your face. I'm just saying it could be, maybe it is the most precious fluid on this earth. Maybe. Number 22. Nope, that was 22. 23. 
stop hating on dairy. Can we just like stop for a second? I don't know who was the first person to say nut milks are like God, but guess what? They also have a lot of toxins in them. What I will say about dairy is try to buy local. If you can buy local dairy, if there is an option for you to do that, do that. Bring it back in your body. It's so good for us. And the milk's just, the cows are just like, well, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I just feel like the cows are really happy to share their milk with us. Don't come at me. That just wanted to come through. Um, Okay. Yeah. Eat local and it will bless you. 24. If you're feeling overwhelmed, the number one easiest free tip in the world is to put your feet on the earth. Mama earth, Pachamama Gaia, earth mother. She is queen. And she also is so supportive of us. And we don't even know it because we live in brick buildings and concrete floors and concrete jungles, which is okay. I support that. And I honor wherever you live. But if you can just for a second, make it a point to put your feet into the dirt or the earth or the grass, at least once a day, the probiotics that come from the earth, the ions, the negative ions that literally charge, recharge, recalibrate our bodies. It's like plugging our, our bodies into a socket, but not for like, yeah, I'll just say that it's like plugging our bodies into a socket, but in like the most easeful, gentle, supportive way. She's like, yeah, come and live on my earth, come and live here. And I'm just going to put every single crystal that you need to be feel supported. I'm going to put all these incredible plants on here to change your life. I'm going to just be so abundant. And you know what? If you're in right relation with her, she's going to give it to you back. And she's the best teacher. So 24 is a little bit like my love for Pachamama and also just like a realization that so many of our tools that we need to like be embodied and being ourselves are just literally putting your feet on the earth and, and utilizing the things that she's given us. And if you're in right relation with her, I already said this, but I'm going to say it again. If you're in right relation with her, she will be your greatest teacher. She's going to show you how to make money. She's going to show you how to slow down. She's going to show you how to embody who you are, everything. We're going to go into elements next, just really quick. So 25 is using the fire to alchemize. These elements that we've been given are so incredible our greatest teachers. So from the earth to the fire, if you don't have a fire burning or, or, or whatever it is, a candle burning in your, in your house, at least once a week, please add it to your practice fire. I mean, you've seen what fire can do. It literally destroys everything in its path. And that's not, it's like literally not a coincidence that it can also help alchemize, remove, heal, let go of whatever it is that you're going through. So whether you're in a ceremony, you're doing breath work, you're journaling, you're crying, you're weeping, your kid's sick, light a candle. Watch what happens when that can alchemize through the candle, through the fire. Thank you, Grandfather Fire, for being so dope. 26, remember you are water. You're literally actually over like, well, it's anyway, different scientists say different things, but we're literally all water. Our cells are made up of so much water and all of us are like severely dehydrated, which is another story for another day. Interesting that the smallest, most fluid like molecule on this earth can do so much destruction and also 
carve so many paths and also be so gentle and powerful and yet, oh, sorry, be so gentle and yet so powerful. The universe literally in a, in a molecule that you can't even hold in your hand that can freeze and then can also be fluid, that can be as powerful as mama ocean and as gentle as angel rain that just continues to circulate. That one molecule of rain in Kauai can, can communicate to the snow in Antarctica. And that all of this is everywhere within us. Drink water, be water, be fluid, be powerful, be humble, humble enough to wash someone's feet, powerful enough to wash away something on the road when you're storming. Remember you are water. 27, we're going into the air element. Nothing lasts forever. That's like kind of a depressing thing and also the most powerful thing in the world because you can move through it just like air. And when it feels like, when it feels like you can't move through, when it feels like it's going to last forever, what do we have within us? Our breath, our sacred breath, our life force energy, our pranayama. I want you to notice right now just how you're breathing. How are you breathing? Where are you breathing from? What is moving when you're breathing? Is it your shoulders, your neck, your chest, your belly, your womb, your mouth, your nose? Is your mouth tense? Do you have tension in your jaw? Where's your tongue placed? We have no idea the power of our breath. Our breath alone can release hormones that can literally change the reality of our lives. So nothing lasts forever. But when things feel like they are going to last forever, just come back to your breath. Big inhale down to your belly, in through your nose. Sipping at the top, holding, holding, holding. Exhale, uh, out our mouths. Sorry, that was probably a little bit more sensual than you, you signed up for today. But come back to your breath always, always. 28, poison is medicine and medicine is poison. This goes for any kind of anything that we use to support our lives, whether that is social media or shopping, plant medicine, prescription medicine, everything should be used in moderation and should be prayerfully thought about. And if you can remember that simple phrase, poison is medicine and medicine is poison, then it can help you be integrity for what you really feel called to in this life. And also to remember that you are sovereign and these different molecules or these different things that we bring into our lives to help support us are just simply unlocking that remembrance and that molecule within ourselves. 
take that. Take what of that you wish to take. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Uh, along those lines, number 29, plants are the shit. They really are. And I don't just mean plant medicine. I was just... I just bought some new plants today with Jeff. We just repotted some plants because we were gone for a month and our cat was being watched the whole time, but he totally pooped in like a bunch of our plants. And so we, it was just, he was like, you, you guys, you sons of bitches left me. So I'm going to poop in your plants. So we had to repot a bunch and I was just thinking how gorgeous they are and how wild they are and how little they care about the pot. You know, they just keep growing. And also how freaking cool is it that we have plants on this earth to help us remove this idea of identity or, or heal us or help us celebrate. So I guess this is just like another extension of like earth, <laughs> like earth and how much I love earth and how much I love the fact that we have herbs to, to assist us and how a simple plant literally comes into the ground as a seed and with water and sun literally eating the dirt, eating the the compost, eating the things that we have buried in the soil that we don't want to see anymore, eating the things that we want to decompose, that seed eats it. And then it says, I'm going to grow even with all the seasons of my life. I'm going to grow so, so tall. You don't even get to, you won't even see, you just watch. You don't even know my potential. Oh, I'm not just going to do that but then I'm also going to sprout a bloom, a blossom, which from that blossom, I'm also going to grow a juicy ass apple that's going to taste so good and have everything good for you that you can just pick off and eat. Are you kidding? What a, what an incredible tool. Apparently it Apparently it needed its own number. That's how cool it was. That was one of the 36 things I've learned in my life is that plants are really, really cool. <laughs> and of course, I mean, I guess I do believe that because I hold space for being able to commune with these plants, right? A big place, a big piece of my life has definitely been plant medicine and I'm so grateful for it. You know, um, medical cannabis was a part of my life. I don't commune with that anymore. It doesn't call to me, but it kept me off anxiety meds for a while. Um, grandmother ayahuasca, wachuma, um, tobacco, sacred tobacco, uh, cedar, the sacred essence of cedar, sweet grass. Um, what else wants to come through? Uh, mambe. Um, let's see what other medicines. Sage. Um rosemary, basil, even all of the herbs. I just feel tea leaves. I feel so grateful that we get to be earthlings on an earth so filled with so many allies for us in the forms of plants. <laughs> oh, you know, what's a funny story. Okay. I'm going to actually tell you this story. Maybe this will bring a full circle and make me feel better about like literally writing plants or life as one of them. It's actually, it says, it actually says plants are the shit. When I was discovering my own spirituality, when I was discovering my own self and I, and I was nervous because I wasn't sure if what I was doing was wrong, just because it was out of the norm, right? Like when you are um, raised to believe a certain thing and then you believe something different, 
you just don't know if it's right or not. I mean, and especially in the early stages when you're learning about your intuition and learning about trusting yourself. So in those stages of my life, um, it was around, I, I mean, I really got into it more when we, when we moved to this house and even before that. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to buy plants and if I can keep them alive, <laughs> then I'm a good person. Like I genuinely was like, if I can have, if I'm a plant lady, then that means I'm like really connected to this idea of this higher power, right? I'm really connected to God. If I can keep plants alive, then that means like, cause I almost like saw these plants. Of course they are, they're their own energy. They're their own spirit. And I'm like, well, if I'm a good human, if I'm a good soul, then I'm going to be able to keep plants alive. I mean, I don't really know how much merit that holds now, but that was a belief that really helped me through feeling really lonely about what I believed back in the day. So that's a little fun story. And I do have lots of plants and Jeff actually waters them more now currently in our life than I do. Um, plants are the shit. Plants are the shit. 30, getting curious will change your life. Even if you think you know something, you don't know, you really know it. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So getting curious about something that you think you might know and actually asking yourself, is this true? But what's the opposite of this? Gets you into the shadow side of whatever it is that you think you know to one, either take you on a ride of understanding maybe that's not actually what you believe or know, or two, ground you deeper into that truth. The term enlightenment is always questioning. It literally means always questioning. And if we can just be fluid like water enough to where we're always getting curious, I think it actually does so many things, but one of them is keeps us really um, agile, fluid, and humble in knowing that we can change, we can evolve. In fact, like change is the literally the only constant. And so as long as we can get curious about everything, it will help us throughout everything. Why is this happening to me? Why did this happen? Why does she feel that way? Why is it actually, okay, so if she believes in something different than I do, why is that? Getting curious. It's important. It'll change your life. 31. It is much easier. I was going to say, I'm sorry if this triggers you, but I'm not going to be sorry. I'm not, this is just something I've learned. I'm 36 years old, guys. This is one of the things I've learned. The 31st thing I've learned, it's much easier to make money than you think it is if you stop putting so much attention on hating it. Maybe it will start loving you if you love it back. I promise you, you can shift your mindset with money. And once you do, once you do, girl, money will love you back. It is just an energy it is out there. It is ready. It is available. I promise it's available. Next time you purchase something, expand your chest, open your heart, roll your shoulders back, lift up your chin and say, thank you money. And just watch what it does for you. Just watch what it does for you. And on that note, number 32 is always pay extra for guac. I'm telling you guys, there is not one thing that I don't put in my mouth that I don't fully love. That doesn't mean that there's not gross things that come in my, my mouth. Like I drink supplements, I drink the green drinks, but I still love it. But if I'm going to eat a meal, 
I'm going to let it taste good, which means I'm going to put that extra guac on there. Always pay extra for guac and always make every bite so good. It's so worth it. Allow yourself to believe that you deserve every bite to be so delicious and always pay extra for guac. Just do it. Number 33, never doubt a design desire. Screw the trends and just go for what you love. Stop worrying about what people are going to think about your house. Don't even look at the trends if you don't want to. In fact, one thing that I don't love about, I mean, I I don't hate trends. I don't hate trends. I actually think it's really fun to like see what people are into. I don't necessarily love home trends because if you want to have mixed metals in your house, have mixed metals in your house. If you want to express yourself with the red curtains, girl, more power to you. I am just so, I think your home is so important and I've made so many decisions on design based off of it, if it feels aesthetic or if it's going to photograph well, or if it's going to look cool on Instagram, especially back in my influencing days. And I wasted a lot of time. And so when my grandma died, actually my grandma had this incredible home with like this huge bookshelf with just so many trinkets and treasures that didn't make any sense. And everybody always made fun of it. And her daughters were always like, my aunts were always like, oh my gosh, when she passes, I'm just going to throw it all away because it's all junk. But to me, it was treasures. I don't care if there was like a TJ Maxx tag on the vase that was there in her bookshelf. My whole upbringing, I want that vase. It doesn't even matter where it's from. It's treasures. It's what matters. And if you come into my house and say, what's that? Or what's that? I could literally tell you every single thing. I have a lot of things. Um, not a, not a, I mean, a fair amount of things. It's important. Design's really important to me, like an eclectic design. Um, and I'll tell you where everything's from and what it means and why it matters to me, because that's the essence of what I do. Uh, whether it's vintage or, um, you know, I, I thrifted it or whether it's from my sister's thrift store or whether it was just something that called to me or whether it was something from my grandma, your home should be, should make you feel really, really good. And everything you put in there should make you feel really good. And it should be a reflection and it should hold a frequency of love for you, not an aesthetic. I mean, unless that you love it, but not for someone else, not for your Instagram feed, just for you just for you. So invest in it. Buy the expensive artwork. Save up and make it so it matters. Don't just throw shit on the walls because you don't want them empty. Like give yourself time to curate the most beautiful home. And only 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 um only design with your desire. Never doubt never doubt your design desire ever. Like, I'm not going to buy this because it doesn't match with that. Or, oh, this doesn't go in this room, but this is calling to me and I don't know why. Do it. Buy it. Get it. Craft it. Paint it. Make it your own. Okay. 34. Double cleanse and double moisturize. Always. And double dry brush. This goes back to your skin. I haven't had Botox in a minute. And I was actually feeling in Hawaii, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go back and maybe I get some. I do think our skin is precious. 
and it deserves time. And I have never once regretted, I will end this one with this. I've never once regretted washing my face at night. I have always regretted not washing my face at night. Always. And you know, I'm getting up there. I'm 36 and actually feel like I'm hotter than ever, but also I got to be mindful. got to be mindful. Always double cleanse and always double moisturize, especially if you live in Utah in like the dry climate. 35, get yourself open sweat pathways, please. I thought I wasn't a sweater forever. I was like, oh, I just don't sweat very much. I never wear deodorant, whatever. And then I started doing sauna a lot. Like it's been a, it's been a long, many years that I've sauna and cold plunge. I don't know how long, but I've done it for a while. And as I dry brush and as I'm realizing, oh, I actually do sweat and I feel so much better. We hold so much in our bodies if we say that we don't sweat or we don't let ourselves sweat. And I'm not saying go do an insane insane workout. In fact, if you go back to number whatever it was about the womb, the womb doesn't want to have an intense workout every single day of the month. She doesn't. Girl wants to rest, but you can sweat in so many different ways with like a yummy, warm, yoga session or a walk with the sun or a sauna session, your body wants to remove toxins. Your body wants ways to remove toxins. And one of those ways is by sweat. It's a, it's a pathway for toxins to be removed. And I don't mean just toxins like parasites or, um, toxins like physical toxins. I literally mean energetic toxins. And the more we sweat, the more that we can become a clear vessel. And the more, if you do do parasite cleanses, which I highly recommend, they will, it, they don't, they're not even effective if your sweat pathways aren't open. You have to have them open in order for that to, to move through. 36. This is such like a lame 36, but it, it, it's what it is. It just came to me. And I, I have the right to re, to reserve more numbers <laughs> so that this, this uh, podcast really ends on a high note. 36 is this stretching is the new yoga. And you know, if you've taken one of my yoga classes, I, I don't teach like a regular teacher. I'm, I'm much more of a fluid teacher about movement in your body, but stretching, I mean, I mean, honestly, stretching is the new everything. Stretching is the new movement. Stretching is the new way your body wants to be moved. It wants to be stretched. It wants to be felt. You want to be able to touch your toes, the agility of that, the, the expansion of that, the, the, the strength in our spine. If we have flexibility is unimaginable. And I think that as I get a little older, 36 is still not super old, but I'm just, I I'm, I'm especially grateful for this after my, um, I removed my, um, implants my breast implants, because I also did a fat transfer and I had some fascia damage from that. And I'm an advocate of stretching always, but it's just insane what it can do for your mental health because your energy, your trauma, your everything doesn't actually live in the mind. It lives in your cells. It lives in your fascia, your connective tissue, and your connective tissue wraps around your muscles and your bones and your arteries, and it protects it. And the only way for it to be stretched is to stretch, is through yin yoga, is through like active stretching. And it will open up so much. It's so important to just move your body in some way. Okay. 
that feels like a really lame way to end this podcast. So I'm just going to think about, is there anything else I've learned? I mean, there's so many things, but being a good friend is really important. And the more you can be a good friend to yourself, the more you can be a good friend to other people and showing up. You can only meet someone. This is a good one. This is an extra one that's coming through. This is important. You can only meet someone as, as far as you've met yourself. And that includes friends, that includes clients, that includes your employees, that includes your kids. One of the best things I've ever done for myself in my 36 years of life is get to know me, like really get to know me in the darkest depths of me in my own way. And for me, I'm an intense person. So that does mean going to the jungle and sitting with medicine by myself and seeing shadows, right? Or whatever it is, whatever, whatever way you need to do it look at yourself, find yourself, figure it out so that then you can have beautiful, right relations with people. Um, what else? Nothing can take away your sovereignty. Nothing. The only thing that can take away your sovereignty is if you let it, whether that's unconsciously or not, nothing, no man, no thing, no energy can take away your sovereignty especially if you stand in who you are and the accountable, being an accountable partner for that, being in right relation with your integrity. And this goes back to actually a podcast Jeff and I just did about the four T's, so I won't go into it, but nothing can take away your sovereignty. What else? Life is meant to be fun. It's meant to be fun. So laugh, laugh is more healing. They say that laugh is more healing than crying, which I totally believe like my whole Bufo ceremony, I was crying, laughing, like just weeping and laughing at the same time. It was so, so beautiful. Um, what else do I want to say? Just grateful. I just want to end with a huge heartfelt thank you to every single one of you here. I cannot believe that this community is what it is. And it has grown to be what it is. I, I wonder, and I sit in prayerful gratitude every night and I just wonder like how I got so lucky. And I, I'm just in awe of what we've created together. And I just feel so grateful that we get to, I get to share another year of my life with all of you. Um, you guys have been an intricate piece of my life since I started blogging and when was that? 2008. And it's just continued to grow. And I, we've been able to continue to connect. And I have people that I now know from all the corners of the world because of this space, because of this place. And we get to grow together and cry together and see really painful things together. This world's wild, especially the last handful of years. And it continues to be, and yet we continue to be strong enough to connect together. We continue to be strong enough to pick up our phones and look at the shadows and say, actually, I don't believe that anymore. Actually, I don't subscribe to that anymore. Actually, I want something better for a humanity. And that's what we're doing here. And I'm just so grateful that I get to be a vessel for that, a vessel for helping women and, and humans finding their medicine, a vessel to help you feel safe in your unique frequency to find your own path, to lead your own way, to be a place, a safe place for that, for all of us. And with that, I hope that you do something wild today. 
I hope that you find some wild piece of you this week and express it freely and beautifully in a fun, magical way. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of the birthday wishes. I felt so loved, so loved on my birthday. So many heartfelt messages and I feel really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for my mother who birthed me. I was technically, well, she had eight children, two miscarriages, and I was the second to last. So technically I was the ninth birth, the ninth. Can you even imagine? Thank you, beautiful mother, Belinda. Thank you, Belinda, for saying yes to me. Thank you for saying yes to having my beautiful little spirit body come through your womb. Thank you, Grandma Boyack, for first feeling my egg and then Mother for saying yes after so many kids. I feel like I've gotten the greatest gift to be incarnated into this body, into this 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 story, this life, this experience living where I am. It feels like the greatest gift. And I really want to, this is my prayer to you, all of you, that I won't take it for granted, that I will continue to step into my highest self, into my highest timeline, into the highest form of integrity and accountability so that I can continue to show up to be a vessel and an instrument for God, for goddess, for Christa Sophia, for every higher being, benevolent being that is for our highest good, for ourselves, for humanity, for this earth. And I just feel so grateful that that's what I've chosen and that that's what we get to feel and enjoy this life. I love you so much, so much. You are never too much and always enough. You are rare, a diamond. There's no one like you. My light and love sees, honors, and never compares light and love within you. Namaste.